Esther chapter number seven, the seventh chapter, as we work our way verse by verse through this powerful book in the word of God. Esther chapter number seven. Let's go there. See what God has to say. We finished chapter six last week. And when we finished chapter six, they were coming to get Haman to take him to the banquet, he was so excited about being invited to until God started taking care of his servant Mordecai. And it's amazing how what looks good to people looks bad to people when God gets involved. So here we are in Esther chapter number seven. Let's look at verse number one, Esther Chapter number seven. So the king and Haman came to the banquet with Esther the queen. And the king said again unto Esther. Amen. We'll talk about that in a moment. On the second day at the banquet of wine. What is thy petition, Queen Esther? And it shall be granted thee. And what is thy request? And it shall be performed. Even to the half of the king. Then Esther the queen answered. Anybody looking at that? The queen there? If I have found favor in thy sight, O king, and if it please the king, let my life be given me at my petition and my people at my request. Here's what she's saying. King, what I'm about to ask you is is serious business. I'm not asking you for a loan. I'm asking you for my life. For we are sold. I and my people to be destroyed to be slain and to perish. But if we had been sold for bondmen and bondwomen, I had held my tongue, although the enemy could not countervail the king's damage. Then the king has your answered and said unto Esther the queen, who is he? <laughs> and where is he? Huh? Who messing with you, girl? And where is he? Boy, isn't God at work? I love how it says, who is he and where is he that durst presume in his heart to do so? That's King James Bible, right? Right? Let me break it down to you. Who got the nerve to mess with you? This is what the king says. Hey, listen, listen, listen. When God is at work, he'll make sure that who's in charge got your back. You got to stay right with God. huh? You're right with everybody else, you're going to be in trouble. You stay right with God. Say, hey, oh, people against me and everything's going wrong and nothing's working right. You get right with God. God will make sure that who's in charge will take care of you. Let the church say amen. Father, add a blessing to the reading of your word. Cleanse me of sin, empty me of self, and fill me with your spirit. Help me be a blessing 
Use the Bible as you have time and time again. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Thank you for standing. Say it with me. God is. Come on, talk to me. God is. One more time. God is. Pastor, why you make us keep saying that? Because we act like we don't know it. God is working behind the scenes. Some of you left work today just mad and frustrated and stressed. I'm going to tell you something. God is working behind the scenes. Some of you looked at your account today. It's all messed up and you got to pay bills in a couple of days. God is working. Some of you went to the doctor this week. You didn't hear what you wanted to hear. We got people that are going through trials and get frustrated and on paper and on the portal and what they're saying, what the medicine is doing, how the body feels doesn't seem to work out. You've got to believe by conviction, non-negotiably, that God, say with me, God. God is working behind the scenes. Doesn't that help you? In this book where the name of God is never mentioned, but God is at work, God is active, God is doing something, God is moving, God is guiding, God is directing. And aren't you glad his timing is always perfect? Last week, we, we dove into the section that we called a couple weeks ago, eventual prestige. In other words, sooner or later, well-doing brought reaping. Sooner or later, the rewards of God came. Sooner or later, righteousness got recognized. Sooner or later, Mordecai was going to get taken care of. He did right a while ago, and nobody paid attention. But all of a sudden, in the middle of the night, God won't let the king sleep. He pulls the records out, said, who was it that took care of me? And he finds out that somebody saved his life. And did we honor the man? No, nobody honored him. What was the man named Mordecai? What should we do to him? Here comes Haman. Haman gives all these suggestions, thinking they're going to honor him and all of a sudden it's Mordecai and Haman's got to go honor the man he's trying to kill. Won't he do it? You got to hang in there. I was reading in 1 Corinthians 15 but thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore my beloved brethren be you steadfast unmovable always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know your labor is not in vain in the Lord for we walk by faith and not by sight. What service not of faith is sin. He that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he's reward of them that diligently seek. Listen to me. You can't do right because it always pays off. You can't do right because you always get noticed. You can't do right because it always goes well. There are going to be some times you do right during the day and it goes bad. There are going to be some times you do the right thing and people don't recognize. There are going to be times you do right and people do you wrong you've got to believe that I do right because it's right and it's up to God when he rewards me here it comes and here goes Mordecai riding down through town being honored by the man trying to kill him and this shall thou heap hot coals of fire upon his head Jesus said when you don't get in the revenge department vengeance is I will repay say it stay out of it and Haman comes home upset. Verse 13, we ended last week. Haman told Zeresh, his wife, and all his friends, everything that had befallen him. Then said his wise men, Zeresh, his wife, if Mordecai be of the seed of the Jews before whom thou hast begun to fall, thou shalt not prevail against them, but thou shalt surely fall. You done mess with the wrong people, Haman. Things are going down. I mean, everything's going down. Listen, there's going to come a day when wicked people are going to discover wickedness will take them down. Now, 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 here's what I'm telling you, church. Don't join them. Don't join them in their wickedness because when they discover they're going down, you will have joined them and go down with them. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. And here's the problem with the child of God in 2023. 
The child of God, Psalm 73, follows Asaph into jealousy and the wicked is prospering and seems like they're they doing wrong and they're advancing and they're cheating and they're, they're getting promoted and, and, and they're cutting corners and nobody knows. Here I'm doing right and I'm struggling and I'm suffering. So here's what the Christian goes. I think I'll join them in their wickedness. I'll do wrong. I'll cut corners. I'll compromise because I want what they're getting. And then you find out when the judgment comes down, you're on the wrong side. Mordecai stood where he was supposed to be. He, he would not bow to Haman. He would not. Come. Remember, everybody else that was a peer of Mordecai was bowing down, and they kept asking him, why won't you bow? Listen, he stood. You search the scripture and find every single child of God who's decided, I'm standing for God, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We will not bow. Daniel said, you ain't going to stop me from praying. Nabal said, I'm not selling my vineyard. Listen to me. You make up your mind, no matter what anybody to The disciple says, we got to obey God rather than men. Lock us up throw away the key Paul said listen to me I'm going to keep preaching none of these things move me listen to me you stand for God you will always come out on top hmm. so here he is Haman's discouraged his the people that advised him to build them gallows for 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 Mordecai this is Haman Haman is discouraged. They told him to build the gallows and hang the man now them same people going well you know what I don't know that was right isn't it amazing what can happen in a chapter somebody help me preach some of these things going bad in my life listen 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 just hang in there my friend it's amazing what God can do in just one chapter you may be in a chapter of your life where things are going wrong and you may be in a chapter in your life where everything's swirling downward you may be in a chapter of your life where everything seems negative but let me tell you something at just the right time that chapter can end listen to me some of you are in chapter number six where it seems like everything is is set for your destruction or maybe chapter number five when the gallows are built for you but listen chapter six is coming you're gonna go from gallows built for you that gallows gonna be built for the ones that built them now look at chapter number seven let's give give you a few thoughts tonight we went from the eventual prestige sooner or later mordecai got honored could i say this thank you for that permission Wait on the Lord to honor you and stop trying to honor yourself. Let me say it again. I might get seven more. Wait on the Lord to honor you and stop trying to honor yourself. You know, you know Proverbs said something about walking in the building and sitting in the top seat and getting embarrassed when you got to get moved. Sit in the bottom seat and get promoted. It's better to be brought up to a higher seat when you sat low than to be brought down to a low seat when you sat high. We're living in a day and age where people are inebriated with self-promotion. Since they ain't going to put me up there fast enough, I'm going to go get up there by myself. Listen, there's a reason why God hadn't put you there. You ain't ready for it. Don't get in a hurry to be honored. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God and he will exalt you in due time. Have you served God long enough to know that there's one, only one person that determines due time? It's God. So Haman, listen, listen, here's Mordecai. He's just being faithful. He's being faithful undercover. By the way, don't expect to be honored in public if you can't do right in private. 
If Mordecai had been alive in most average churches today and he had saved the king's life, he listen, even if the king didn't notice it, he'd have slipped it in in a testimony. <laughs> Who'd like to share a testimony of what God's doing? I'd like to stand up night, Pastor. I just thank the Lord that the God gave me the wisdom at just the right time to tell just the right people that somebody was going to try to tell the king. And I just thank God for using little old me to just be exactly what the king needed because if it were not for God using me, the king would have been dead and I give God all the glory. It's amazing how many subtle, self-promoted Christians give testimonies. You know why? Because nobody knew what good I did, so I'm going to use the time to honor God to honor myself like everybody in the church doesn't know what you're doing. Your testimony is not to inform us of all your good deeds. Your testimony is to inform us of the greatness of God. And, and, and that's the problem. When you rush to, to self-honor, see, you, you nullify the honor that God wants to give. See, so when you take the seat before God, to, you remember the story in the Bible where the king went out there and, and, and got all that stuff and he said, well, I've, I've already acquired all this stuff and I've spent all this money. And, and the Bible said, God is able to give you much more than this. But, but, but if you had waited on God, God would have given you more than you got for yourself. Listen to me. Stop grabbing everything you see. God can bless you with more from heaven than you can grab on earth. So he's just waiting. When's my time coming? When, when's somebody going to recognize me? When's somebody going to notice me? In due season. Sometimes God is testing your patience to find out why you did it. Did, did you save the king's life because it's right or did you save the king's life because you want to get honored? Clankity, clankity, clank, 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 clankity, clankity, clank. Them people give offerings, want everybody to hear it, drop in. Clankity, clank. Jesus said, don't let your right hand know what your left hand's doing. You give because you want to you honor God. You give because you want to fill the need. Listen to me. The best givers in the church are the anonymous ones. Because they're giving for God's glory. This is what Mordecai is doing. It was the right thing to save the king's life. He never got honored. And by the way, he was fine if he never got honored. Somebody, come on, admit tonight. Don't you enjoy helping people who don't demand getting recognized? That's what happened. Chapter 6. Now here's chapter 7. We go from the eventual prestige to what I call the expressed petition. Here we are. We've been a couple chapters just trying to get it out of Esther what she's got to ask the king. This is the express. She's, she's finally going to tell the king what she needs from him. This has been a work in progress from the moment that Haman decided to destroy all of the Jews. Before He didn't even start off with gallows. He just started wiping out the Jews and setting a date. The king signed on to it. And finally, Mordecai found out about it, sent word to Esther, said, you've got to step up. God put you in the palace for such a time as this. If you don't speak up, you're going to go down with us. And she fasts and prays, says, fast and pray. I'm going before the king. I ain't been in 30 days. If he doesn't hold out the golden scepter, I'm going to be executed. But if I perish, I perish. Let me tell you something. You move God when you move for God. She goes. 
and he holds out the scepter, but she doesn't ask him then. She says, I'll come to the banquet. And then he comes to, comes to see her, and the next day she says, come to the banquet. I mean, she looks like she's just kicking the can down the road. No, she's not kicking the can down the road. She's waiting on the leadership of God to make sure that she does the right thing at the right time. So the express petition, take these notes if you're taking them tonight. Notice, first of all, the expected arrival. Verse 7, the king and Haman came to banquet with Esther the queen. Once again, we're seeing that this is timing. This timing's right. I mean, remember when she first went before the king, he said, half the kingdom's yours. She just said, I want to invite you to the banquet. That wasn't the right time. She needed to tell the king what was happening while Haman was present. There's timing. Timing is important, child of God. Many Christians have done something that wasn't bad, but it became bad because they did it at a bad time. And so the expected arrival. Here come the participants to the party. The king and Haman. The king's with authority. Haman's the adversary. Right? Verse number two. After the expected arrival, here comes the king with extended access. And the king said, next word, come on, look at it. And the king said what? Again. Again. I want, let me just tickle your brain just a little bit. What if the king didn't bring up the petition again? But, But listen, listen, listen. Isn't it like God to make sure Ahasuerus didn't forget about Esther's request? I mean, she, she, she just invites him to the banquet. Hey, listen, listen. How many of you know that sometimes you got the right person around you, but even though you got the right person around you, sometimes it's hard to find out when the right time is to say what you need to say to somebody. And doesn't it make it easier when something you need, you don't have to ask for the person ask you what you want? Listen, listen, here's, here's what I see in this. I see, I see the remembrance that Ahasuerus has for her. What is that petition, Queen Esther? That this is the remembrance that he has. This is the respect that he has for her. He remembers her. He respects her. What is it? That, what is thy petition, Queen Esther? Queen Esther. You see that? Repeat it again. I mean, isn't it special when you're getting ready to ask somebody for something and the one that you're getting ready to ask is speaking to you with such respect? Asking it shall be given unto you. Seeking ye shall find. Knocking it shall be opened unto you. Aren't you glad that when you come into the presence of God, you are not a stranger. You are not a foreigner. You're not an outsider. You're not somebody that has to jump through a bunch of rings or fill out a bunch of uh, a request or, or have to fill out some application or get a bunch of people that will sign on and give you references. Aren't you glad with it? when you walk into the presence of God, you are a king and a priest before Almighty God. You have access and God looks at you with respect because that honor that you have has been given to you by him. We have boldness to enter the presence of God. The remembrance, the the respect, the relationship, Queen Esther, and the resources. It shall be performed even to the half of the king. Now now watch this now. Ahasuerus is thinking in his mind. This girl needs some money. 
I mean, surely there's something she's struggling with, and I just want her to know up to half of what I have is yours, Queen Esther. Hey, you know what makes me feel good as a Christian? That I know when I talk to God, he thinks good of me. He's a good, good father. Mm, Extended access. Wow. Now, look then at verse number. Still at verse 2. He says, what is it? What is it? And then verse number three. Then Esther the queen answered and said. Huh? She answered and said. This is what I call an explained agenda. If I have found favor in thy sight, O king, and if it please the king, let my life be given me at my petition and my people at my request. I want you to notice this explained agenda. It begins with a plea. She says, let my life be given at at my petition. I mean, anybody, anybody in the kingdom had the right to ask for their life to be given. In other words, she's saying to the king, I'm not coming here looking for stuff. I'm not coming here looking for money. I'm not coming here looking for a loan. I'm not coming here looking for you to speak well of me. My life is on the line and my people are on the line. By the way, Christian, we're living in a world today where the work of God involves lives on the line. You believe hell real? Do you believe it? Do you believe hell is real? Do you believe death is real? Do you believe that sin is real? The ladies and gentlemen, when we go before the king, we need to go with some urgency because lives are on the line. Marriages are on the line. Our children are on the line. These young people are on the line. Purity is on the line. Marriage is on the line. The future of generations is on the line. We need to quit tiptoeing around like we're living for marbles or sports or politics. Let me tell you something. Lives are on the line. Explain the gender. She says, I've got a plea. Look at verse number four. I've got a plight. We're sold. I and my people. Watch this now. She didn't say sold to be slaves. She clarifies later in verse number four. If it was, if it was, if we were sold into slavery. I'd have held my tongue. Listen, here's what she's saying. It ain't good to be a slave, but I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't come to you talking about slavery because slavery is seasonal. We, we, we can get out of that, but, but we've not been sold into bondage. We've been sold to death. We're in a plight. I'd have held my tongue, although the enemy could not countervail the king's damage. She said, I want you to know something, king. I, I, I have a plea, and we're in a plight. Aren't you glad tonight? Somebody in the building tonight, you're going through something, and it's not a little pitter-patter. It's a real storm. You're going through something, and it's not just you woke up on the wrong side of the bed. It's not just a broken nail. I mean, you're fighting for your family. You're fighting for your marriage. You're fighting for your kids. You're fighting for your future. You're in the middle of spiritual warfare. Let me tell you something. You can tell the king that your life's on the line. Hmm. Explain the gender. Now I want you to notice the elicited answer. Then the king has yours, we talked about a few months ago, said and asked, who is it, where is it that durst presume in his heart to do so? Hey, look, 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 look. No matter how silent God seems to foolishness, huh? 
No matter how bad things get and it looks like God is not moving, no matter how long it looks God let people that God is letting people act a fool, no matter how much damage it seems God is permitting people to do to you, no matter how much God is letting people drag you through, no matter how long God is letting you get beat down in the no matter how long God's standing in your corner and refusing to throw in the towel, there's coming a day when you're gonna have your time and God's gonna find out somebody's messing with you and his answer is going to be who is it and where is it in other words I take your plight seriously you ever pulled your heart out somebody no no watch yourself you debated doing it you told yourself you shouldn't. You said you shouldn't be vulnerable. You said people don't understand. You said I'm not bringing it up. I'm not going to do it. But 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 you 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 got emotional. You got in the moment. You 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 felt the good vibe, and you just pulled your heart out. And the person went, "Oh, really?" And then they spent the next hour explaining to you how their plight was worse. I have people call me like that all the time. God put you on my heart, brother. That's what they say. God put you on my heart. I've been thinking about you. How's your health been? How things been going? Man, God laid you on my heart this morning. I said I had to call you. And I start about seven words into, say, well, the doctor has said, he said, well, you know, I went to the doctor the other day, and I tell you what, I got the ingrown toenail, and, and, and um, I, I tell you what, I, I, the traffic around here is so bad, and the church, it's been tough last few Sundays, we haven't seen anybody get saved. I mean, just go for 30 minutes, just on and on, just dumping my phone. Who's asking who the question? And then got the nerve after all that time. Oh, man, I got to go. I got to let me let you go. See you makes you wonder if people really care. I found out that most, <clears throat> most statements of concern are mere icebreakers. Brother, how you, brother, how, how you, how you doing? Most people don't want to know. You, you, you try it one time. People walk up, hey, how you doing? Say, I've, I've got three days to live. Watch what they say. Oh man, that's good. Good to hear, man. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's Man, I told my wife you were looking better than you ever looked. They're not listening. And lest you be so condemning, make sure that you're not the one that's not listening. I learned a long time ago, people have levels. Great, good, fine, okay, not so good. Next time you walk up and somebody says, how you doing? They say, okay. Don't say, praise the Lord. Okay is not really good. They're just trying to be as positive as they can be. Hey, hey, listen to people's problems and respond as if you really care. How do you prove you really care about people's problems? You ask them, what can I do to help? And here's what I like about Hashiers. You don't know people have problems and keep waiting on them to bring it up to you. You find them and you bring it up to them. Hey, didn't you say you had a problem? What was it again? What was it again? That's how you know people love you. They don't make you put the onus on yourself to beg them. They go ask you how they can help you. 
This is how you, what was your petition again? What was it you need again? Esther, we've been, we, how many banquets you going to have, girl? Tell me what's on your heart. You know the people that love you that will find you out to help you instead of making you find them to ask for help. It's amazing how many people say, you should have called. I mean, if you had called me, if you had called me when you would, I would have been there. But that's a lie. <laughs> you don't have to call friends. They find out and they show up. That's what they do. I was talking to somebody the other day. I think it was Miss Lattimore. And she was talking about her husband. And I said, I said, you know, I remember when we were, when I was sick and in the hospital, I'll tell you the people that stand out is the people that just showed up being a blessing. And so, so we determined, I said, honey, when people have issues, let's not wait for them to call. Let's just go, let's, let's just act upon it. Let's just do, let's not wait for them to say, I mean, you, if you call somebody up when they're going through a tough time, say, if you need a meal, just call me up. Just call me up. You think they're going to sit 530 in the evening and say, well, I'm honey hungry. Let's call them up. Nobody wants to do that. You put it on them. You know what you do? Listen, we got too much technology to be waiting on people to help them. We had people that were 600 miles away send us a meal. All you got to do is call the restaurant and use your credit card. Well, you got it. It's 2023. Here's the king. What do you need? What do you need? And then when he hurt, when he hurt, he didn't even know who did it. When he heard that somebody he cared about, their lives were on the line. Here's his first response. Who is it and where is he? That's love. I don't need anything else. I don't need, listen, listen, Esther, I don't need you to tell me all the ins and outs of the situation. Just tell me two things. Who did it to you and where is he? What's love, isn't it? God help us to love like Jesus loves. Thank God help us. Next week we look at the, ex, the exposed antagonist. She's, she's going to tell him. You know, you're, you're laying the foundation in your response to people by how much more they're going to tell you. Am I listening? You ain't the only one putting out feelers. Other people putting out feelers. See, see, they can tell if they give you about three sentences and you don't respond very well, you ain't going to get the rest of the paragraph. This is Esther. She knew. She knew. This king really cares about me. He's a heathen man. And, and, and please don't downplay the predicament Esther's in. Because watch this now. The man she's getting ready to expose got, expose, got his authorization to the man she's getting ready to expose him to. Okay? The king's the one that signed Haman's agenda. Okay? So you're talking about, well, I don't know why she didn't tell him the first banquet. She had to make sure, you know, he was on the right side. Sometimes you can go in there and report somebody to the boss and you find out him and the boss in coops. <laughs> Wait till I tell the boss about you and the person like, go tell him, go tell him. You run on in the boss, boss, and you find out they're on the same team. That's why you need God working behind the scene. 
Because the king's heart's in the hand of the Lord. As the rivers of water, he turneth away. So, Pastor, how does this help me where I'm living tonight in my predicament? Hey, hey, here's, here's, here's what it is. You got to make sure that no matter what happens in your life, you're right with God. You got, you got to be right with God. You can get in. With, listen, you can get in with who's who. It only takes one little misunderstanding to get out. Okay? But when you're in with the king, all power is in his hand. Let the church say amen. Father, we love you and bless you. Magnify your name. For people that are in real plights tonight, help them and touch them. Help them know the king's listening. Thank you that when we come to church on a Wednesday night and we make our petitions known to you, that you actually care. That you're asking us with an intent to do something about it. Help us as Christians to not be those that are just listening for people's business to find out information, but instead asking people's burdens to figure out how we can help bear them. Praying, acting, doing. God help us. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name.